This is the Blue Room. One hour, everything Everton. Radio City Talk. Good evening, welcome to the Blue Room on Radio City Talk with me, Peter McPartland. I'm joined in the studio tonight by Dave Darney and Andy Craven from the Everton Supporters Trust. Good evening, gents. Good evening, Pat. Good evening, all right. Good to see you. Are we all happy? I think we should be. Yeah, absolutely. It's been been a good couple of weeks, hasn't it? It has been all right, hasn't it? We are live in the studio. If you want to get in touch, you just fire some questions over on Twitter. It is at the Blue Room AFC. Get some good questions and we'll read them out. But I've got a question for you two lads, <laughs> right? I haven't I haven't even told you what this is. Andy sort of guessed it off here. <laughs> Mario Balotelli, <laughs> what's all that about? <laughs> now, honestly, our, uh, genuine question, everything being equal, with Everton the way they are with the with the strikers, at five to eleven next we- next we- yeah, next Wednesday. If if we haven't done anything and Mario Balotelli's suddenly available and you know was you know Let's just let's just say, for instance, you know, Coney's not fit for one reason or another. You know, I don't know. He's, I'm not going to say why he wouldn't be fit, but would you take Andy? Would you take Mario Balotelli? Definitely not. No, I think he's got too much baggage. I think too many managers have had to go to try and manage him. Um, Conte, Mancini, Rodgers, um, you know, Klopp, and none of them, Mourinho, and none of them have been able to get the best out of him. Um, Kuman is a disciplinarian, so I can't see it being a fit. Um, so the answer to the question is no, unless you can guarantee me he scores three goals in the Anfield derby. <sighs> the um, the sort of devil's advocate inside me says yeah, Pep, because <laughs> yeah, well, let, let, let's let's lay the facts down. Is he better than Aruna Kone? Yes, he is. But so am I. But uh, no, um, that, that's unfair. After he scored a couple last night against Yeovil, but uh, I, I mean, I, I think what Andy said is absolutely true. I think there's. Too many managers who've been there, done that, and tried, and and come away reeling from it. Actually, I don't mm. think he has any sort of positive impact at any club that he was at. I think Man City, they got away with managing him because they had such a, a wealth of talent. Um, you look where he's been elsewhere in his career, and he's ruffled feathers and and come away mm. from it, part and company with the club, and and it hasn't <laughs> been nice at all. I think there's any city that he's left yeah. where he hasn't left a, a trail of chaos <laughs> behind him. But you might want to ask the, the his landlord. Well, yeah, <laughs> How about exactly. that one exactly. And and but he's a talented lad. That that's yeah. the thing. That's the, that's the thing about it. I mean, I look at players like that. I look at others like Tarabd at um, QPR, that formerly Tarab, you know, yeah. the, the players like that who've got all the talent in the world, and 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 somehow they ended up and end up blowing it. And and I think it's probably a, an indictment of mm. what finances can do to yeah. to young lads when he when they get hold of it and. He's just he's just too much of a loose cannon for me, Ped. So, but then again, like go back to it, he's probably better than Kone. He's probably better than Dale Feo up front. So, I mean, beggars can't be choosers, but, can they? Well, can they? I don't is, know. is there any substance to the story? You know, I don't know. I, know. I mean, I I I would probably think. Um, it might be one of these, you know, these rumours that get put yeah. online. Did you have so, the same agent as Lukaku, is that right? I, I, he did. He I don't did. know if he still does, but he did. <laughs> yeah. I know Pulls that. out with people by the day. Uh, yeah, he, he, so. he definitely, yeah, I think uh, Mano Riola was his was definitely his agent. It seemed to come through through the betting market, didn't it? It, yeah, it, it does. It, it didn't it? And whether someone's just gone out and had £20 on it and all the betting companies have then thought, oh, someone yeah. knows something here, we better cut them into... But also, three. though, these Liverpool's things... official betting partner that was one, yeah, of, the, one, of, the, uh, <laughs> one of the partners that, that put him into one to two. But these things pop up, especially on uh, the likes of Twitter, because what's, what's, what tends to happen is 
on the sly, I think some of these betting companies have a few accounts, you know, a few transfer rumour <laughs> accounts, and they know if they get it out there, then suddenly people will start betting. The market gets hot, and suddenly they've got they've just created a market. Allegedly, I'm just saying allegedly. <laughs> yeah. They've just created a market that didn't actually exist. I think they did it early in the se- earlier in the preseason when we were linked with um, uh, the ma- German manager. Uh, Jakob Love okay, yeah. that came out and it was like oh where did this come from oh, I've got a feeling I know where it come from so the, the only thing that I think I think you were onto something before I think there's always going to be a manager out there who thinks they can tame him yeah. but I don't yeah. think that's Koeman well, I, I, I don't think Koeman's stupid enough to think he, he can tame him would He's you far, take him Ped? do you know what there's that little that little <laughs> voice in the back of my head that says I'd imagine he was boss <laughs> imagine how, how much fun we could have with Balotelli if he was boss <laughs> The but, thing is, if he if he was good, then he'd be off like a shot as well. Like that's the thing; he doesn't hang around, does he? Um, I could just imagine him scoring at the cop end, though, holding the t-shirt up, going, "It's me," yeah. as opposed to "Why only me?" And there's that sort of element of the thing you about know what we just have him. The thing about it as well is he definitely come. I reckon he definitely come. He's not bothered by anything like that at all. Is he? he's just no, he's, no, he's ruthless. No, when he played for when he played for Inter Milan, he told everyone AC Milan was his team. He didn't care, he didn't care less. He didn't care less. He, he just said. Yeah, I play for Inter Milan. I'm a professional football. It's like the whole thing where he says, "When I score, I don't celebrate." Because I'm, mm. it's like when a postman puts a letter through the door. He was the same there, and then he got his move to AC Milan, and again didn't do anything. But you know, it's a stupid rumor. I just thought I'd, but I just wanted to get your initial reactions because yeah. I just think it's a fun one, isn't it? It's, it's a good bit of fun, but I don't yeah. think there's. I don't think we're in that position. Maybe, maybe this time last year, we we might have been in a position where. Um, you know, you we might be forced into that, but I don't mm. think at the moment, this moment with with a week to the window shut, I don't think we have to worry too much about that. But talking about Cumin and, and being a disciplinarian, um, Saturday, how important do you think that substitution was? You know, thirty thirty seventh minute, or what I think it was, yeah. one nil behind to West Brom. Listen, we weren't playing badly, but every time the ball went forward, it, it was wasn't sticking. It was coming back, and we were causing our own problems. He takes James McCarthy off, uh, who's stuck out on the right again, put Lukaku on, and it changed the game. Mm. And for me, I think as a well, certainly as a fan, I that just that just woke me up and yeah. just went, This fella, this fella's not messing about. He yeah. means business. And I, I agree. I think, you know, it it's poles apart from where we were this time last year. You know, we put the t- the same team out as played against Tottenham. He basically thought, you know what, I've gone with it, um, it wasn't working. He made a mis- he made a change which you know had a positive impact. I think the other side of it is he basically said to the players on the pitch, Look, guys, I'm not waiting till the 60th minute. If this isn't working, I'm prepared to change it and I'll change it as soon as possible. And rightly so, and it worked. And as you say, he means business. Um, and you know, glad to hear it. It takes bottle to make those decisions as well, Ped. Yeah. I, th- I think we sort of found that with Martinez towards the end, that was where he, he well, one of the many sort of facets to him falling apart towards the end was his lack of bravery and being able to do that and picking his favourites and not being able to manage. I mean, his in-game management was always under question when we were, even when we were good. Um, it was something that that was always under the microscope. And I think Koeman's underlined that he's no nonsense in in situations like this. Um, I, I doubt you'd ever get him admitting that he got it wrong. Yeah. But I think in in many ways, I mean, I posed the question on Twitter after the game. I know we can do no wrong at the minute in the eyes of every Evertonian, but the fact that he made the substitution is an admission whether you like it or not. That is an admission that he's done it wrong. It's pragmatic, isn't it? And first of all, you've got to say well done to him for putting out the same side that played so well against Spurs in the first half. I was surprised as anybody when we'd have we'd had the new signings on the bench as well. I thought somebody had at least come in. Um, the, I mean, the only you know figures that I'm the one who gets down about it a little bit is 
I I thought it was a little bit too obvious that West Brom had sort of suffocated us playing that same side. I don't know what he thought he could get out of putting McCarthy on that side with a centre-half playing at left-back because when someone gets up James McCarthy's backside, for want of a better phrase, then that's when he's nullified. I mean, mm. I thought... And and to be fair to him, I don't think Dale Fay or Morales helped him out too much on that side. He was he was isolated. Everything went backwards when he got the yeah. ball. But you know the the proofs in the pudding. Fantastic after half an hour to say, look, it's not working out. Lukaku get changed. Come on, completely different dimension. I mean, the, 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 how Lukaku played is a contentious issue because of everything else that's going on with him. But I actually thought shape wise, it was perfect for us. Um, he gave us an outlet. I don't. I don't think he was great. I thought he did a job that was asked of him, and he allowed everything else to happen around him. And you know, fair play to Cumin for recognising that and making a change so early. It's a really, it's a great sign to all of us who sort of, you know, we, mm. we sat there last season suffering from the fact that we weren't willing to change things. Here's a manager who spots it and almost instantaneously says, "Look, this isn't working. Let's try something new." You go on and win the game two one. Mm. I must admit, something you said there actually <clears throat> got in me head when you're saying everyone loves at the moment. I, I'm staying open-minded about Koeman just because I don't want to fall into that trap again. <laughs> uh, I'm staying, but I'm staying very open-minded about him. But what I think was interesting was that, you know, I know it's into what you're what you saying there about it, you made a mistake, but watching Lukaku last night, I don't think he was, I don't think he's anywhere near fit yet. Hmm. You know, we'll talk about that game in the second part of the show, but I don't think he's anywhere near fit. And I just think he probably had to start that team more than anything else. And he did, I think he said, literally the first press conference he came in, he said, if you play well, you keep the shirt. So I suppose that's got something to do yeah. with it. So he's got to. He, he's come in, and I, I believe the first day off they got was uh, the Monday after the first game. So he's ran them hard all all pre season. He's he's a disciplinarian. We all know that. So I suppose he's got to stick to his word though as well. He's got to stay true to what he said to his players and what he must have said to his players was, "You play well, you stay in the team." You know and. Okay, it hasn't worked out. He's made the change. He'll hold his hands up, but at the same time, he, he's given those players a chance and it just hasn't worked out. And the response was fantastic. And the second half on Saturday, I thought, um, I thought we were, I thought we were brilliant and okay. had full control of the game. Mm. And it, and it wasn't. We didn't actually do anything different. I don't think. I just think we had someone to occupy their centre backs, and that, and that's all it came down to. But that was the impressive thing about it, Ped, is that, and, and that's what's impressed me so far about him is there's there's nothing too complicated about mm. this it's getting the basics right and doing them well and there's a lot to be said about that in in a division that lacks real quality at the moment i mean we've had discussions in the past about how sort of the premier league's been in its in a decline for the last few years in terms of quality i think you're looking at more than half of the division you're going to get the likes of west brom putting in performances like that i think you're going to get that a lot of places where you go um it, people who just simply want to get to 40 points and, and, and maintain and consolidate in the division. I think you need to find a way of breaking that down. Koeman's identified that that is probably in its basic form of playing players in, in positions that they can play well. Um, he's picking players who are in form. Uh, they've earned their right to be in the side. And and it, it creates a harmony amongst yeah. the squad as well because then people know. If you're, yeah. for instance, Yannick Balassi, you've just come in, you know you've got to, you've got to go some to get in the side yeah. to oust Morales yeah. or, or De La Fe or whoever it may be. You've got to put a, sh- a real shift in, in training. And when you get a chance, you need to take it. Otherwise, you won't be playing games. And that competitive nature is something we've lacked for a long, long time. I think even, even in Martinez's first year, which, you know, obviously... It appears to be a red herring uh, in many ways because of how good it was and how bad he turned out to be. Um, there were still players, the team picked itself to a large extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we're seeing competition. I think now 
the challenge is get the personnel in certainly before uh, September or uh, lately in mm. in January. Get the personnel to support that. So we've got a squad of players that are competing with each other, not looking on the bench to the likes of Kone or Oviedo, who may think the time's going to be coming up to an end at Everton. Seeing them competing for places because if you average out over the course of the season, they're not going to be good enough. Mm. I think we need to make that admission. I think Cummins identified that as well. Um, so when we get a squad in place, it'll be really interesting to see how far we can go. Yeah, I think that the thing is as well is in terms of Cummins got a period of grace at the moment, hasn't he? So we can experiment things. Yeah, on, yeah, only yeah. period, and he's got this time just before the window. So we might be putting McCarthy in the sh- in the shop window. He's pl- tried him out at right back, um, you know. So he, he's testing and experimenting things, um, and if they're not working, he's being big enough to to mm. make the change and and you know bring other players on, but also instilling the confidence of you know if you do play well. Um, you will get another, you know, you will get another shot at it. Yeah, and I, I think, I think, just something you were saying there just before we go into the break, Dave, was um, the fact. The more important thing was we did have Blassie there, we did have Ashley Williams, and how many managers would have rushed in yeah. to give oh, the them, bench was amazing, you know, to Saturday. give them a game, you know, because we've been there before. There must be there must be that pressure as well to get these big names. We have got a twenty-five million pound player. Whether you think he's worth twenty five million pound or not, <laughs> sitting on the bench, you've got a, a, a ten million pound defender sitting on the bench, and and there was no, there was no, there was no pressure to to get them on the pitch. So, um, that for me was just as big as not starting Lukaku. So, um, anyway, we're gonna go into part two now. Uh, don't forget, we're on Twitter as well. It is at the Blue Room EFC. Get in touch us. We'll be right back. This is the Blue Room. One hour, everything Everton. Radio City Talk. Welcome back to the Blue Room with me, Peter McParland, Dave Downey and Andy Craven from the Everton Supporters Trust is joining as well. Uh, first part of the show we've discussed, well, we've discussed Mario Baratelli for some strange reason. I don't know why, really know why we've done that. For too uh, long. <laughs> for far too long. Uh, yeah, and we touched on uh, Saturday's good good win at West Brom. Last night, gents, I thought, um, I thought it was a decent performance. I thought, you know, we did what we needed to do. Absolutely fantastic to see Ross Barkley get the captain's armband. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I, I, it was it was it was a long time coming, in my opinion, Pedro. As well, I think Martinez probably should have blooded uh, or tried certainly in some games when he was there. I think he probably needed that sense of uh, responsibility as well. And and I'm just so thankful Cummins in charge of him, or a, or a man like Cummins is in charge of him because his career was in a real danger of dwindling uh, under Martinez. Mm-hmm. I think he suffered more than most under Martinez. I think we've said that a few times. He's I think he's a tender soul, Ross Barkley. I think there's a lot more to him than meets the eye. I think I think you could certainly see that with his emotional post-match interview as well, um, on on Sid Benson as well. Yeah. And I think he's he's a lad who definitely needs an arm around the shoulder. And it looks as if Cummins nurturing him for the role that we all hoped he'd be he'd be in by now. And that's not a slight on him. I think I think I don't think we ever went too far in how much praise we heaped on Ross Barkley. He was you know touted as the next Rooney and. Uh, he was going to be the one that stayed and like the second coming type of thing in terms of a, a top top player that we've nurtured and mm. is one of our own. I still think he can become that, but I think his his path to it has been filled with obstacles, none of which I don't think are substantially his own making. Um, and seeing him with that armband last night, seeing him score the goal, and seeing him play with a real authority, as if he he knew he was the leader on that pitch. It was really nice to see. It was it was it was an emotional thing. I'm getting shivers talking about it now. It was really nice to see a proper Evertonian taking the armband, taking responsibility, 
and he looked like he loved every minute of it as well. I think as well, I think what you just touched on there, he is he does seem like a quite sort of sensitive lad. Mm. And I think he I think he actually felt he seemed like he felt the demise last season as much as anyone. You know, he he, he took it like a player and like a fan, which in some ways you don't want him to be like that. You want him to be a little bit more professional. Um but then we all want as fans to see players exactly. feel how yeah. we feel. So it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? But it, but but I'm, I was I was saying this last season. I thought the captain's armband, giving him that kind of responsibility, would um, would focus him. I think is the key key thing. It's focus him on the pitch. Make sure that he knows what his responsibilities are, because he is. I know I know you're saying then he could have. He could have tailed off. I think there's still a danger he can tail off. Yeah, absolutely. He, there is. He, he, it's still, it's still very much the foundations. Yeah, bed, I think. He, he's getting to that age now where he can either become a big important player, or, or Jack he, Rodwell, or he can become Jack. They were the words <laughs> I was going to say, or he can become Jack Rodwell, where he just becomes another, like another player, another kid, another Premier, you know, yeah. ability to play in the Premier League. But you know, he's the nearly man, yeah. and I think it's about fulfilling that now. Yeah, and I agree. I think the thing, the thing is, he certainly divides opinion because there's some Evertonians out there who who don't rate Barkley, who think he's not brilliant. And I, you know, when he glid through, um, you know, the midfield at Man City last year in the semi-final and slotted that last night after 65 minutes, you know, trying that free kick just shows, you know, the confidence that he's currently got, especially with the armband and to do the celebration and the way he led on the pitch, you know, was tremendous to see. And I think, as you rightly say, Dave Koeman, you know, will certainly nurture him as a talent. But I do think it's a, it's not a make or break season for him but this is the season he really mm. needs to kick on as a footballer and display all them attributes that we've been told he's got which we've seen at times in flashes but we just need to see more consistently yeah I, I think as well it's we have an onus as fans as well I mean we, we've said it for a while now how much people get on his backhand you've just mentioned it there a little bit I think there's there's an onus on us to to support him uh, we know what he is we know how good he is and can be um, and I think that patience that everyone's talking about with Cumin and the team in general, I think that needs to be magnified more, a little bit more for Ross Barkley as well, because he's learning new things. He's going to be learning completely different methods in terms of training, uh, tactical knowledge off Ronald Koeman. Um and and it's all in the mixer, isn't it? I mean, I used to say it used to be a joke on our show, Ped, about him going away with Roy Hodgson. And I used to be petrified of Ross yeah. Barkley going away with Roy Hodgson I'm because petrified of anyone going. Away. Yeah, well, petrified <laughs> of Roy Hodgson's wife. That's away. over. That's over just, now, just isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, for the conflicting things he'll be getting told, and yeah. uh, Sam Allardyce is another kettle of fish. But uh, the, the things he'll be he'll be getting in his ears from all sorts of circles, and I, I wish. I mean, it's that it's that era that we're in now. Social media, he's on it himself, which is probably a bad thing for him as well. He, he gets absolute pelters, the lad. And I think if there's a time for us to sort of sit back and let him do his own thing for a while, do what Moy should have done with him, and let him express himself, let him make mistakes, let him wean himself off that sort of game, because. For so long under Martinez, he looks so hesitant. Sometimes he pick up the ball in some fantastic areas, and it'd either be really good, but generally it'd be really, really poor. The the good performances, the top performances that we know we can put on, were the rarity. Mm. They were the exception to the rule. That needs to reverse now, and I think he needs some patience with him and and time to let him bed in. Firstly, to what Cumin wants. He did it. I was watching him closely against West Brom, and I thought he was really positive. He played a good part in the goal for Morales. Then a couple of times in the second half, I thought he went missing a little bit, and and he should have scored as well. That, well he, that's going to help him if he can get some more goals. He did it last night, though. He did. He he played a key role in the first goal last night, though. Just that, that, and that's where you actually want him. And he did it on Saturday. He was the, he's a, he's a, he's he's got to become 
I think he's got to become more of a cog. You know, a really good cog. Again, yeah. doing the basics well. Yeah. And I think that's where... I think Cumin will... I think Martinez treated him not not like a kid. He treated him like a wonder kid. He, mm. he yeah. Martinez probably was too scared to reel him in, tell him off. Yeah. And, and and I think what Cumin will do is Cumin and he's done it already by giving the armband. He'll treat him like a he'll treat him like a man. He'll tell him when he's done wrong and he'll mm. tell him when he's done right and he'll tell him how to do right. And I think that's the I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I think once once his I think it's once his decision making improves in terms of what he does on the pitch, which I think Kuman will instill in him, he will just become that even better player than he is yeah, than he currently is. That that decision making's been the thing that's blighted him, hasn't it? From whenever you've seen him even in a Sheffield Wednesday in the Leeds top, which was a rarity seeing him under Moyes, which he was he was punished for that indecision. And when you think about that that fateful day at Blackburn where he gave the penalty <laughs> away. And was he, he I don't think he was sent off, was he? He was subbed. Yeah, it was subject. Yeah, and yeah. and it was that that was almost like Ross, we don't we don't believe in yeah, we don't need your type here. Yeah, he sent him back to And mm. it, it did, it probably set him back three, four, five years. And the more you look back on that day and you think, Oh, what what are you playing at? That is not how you manage young players. You look at the direction in which Moyes' career went after he, he left Everton. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, it's an indication of how wrong that decision yeah. was with Barkley and I just I can see him thriving, but I still I think it'll take time with him. And you probably got people shouting at the radio now. We might well get a few tweets about <laughs> it saying he should be at that level now. He should be top class. What is he? Twenty three years old now. He should be at the level which we all expect yeah. him to be. And he's, he's already scored two goals this season exactly. as well. You know, with with three games in, he scored two goals. Let's see how he goes mm. on Saturday. You know, so he is adding that I to think his game. Forget how good the season he had last yeah. season till mm. till till February time till it all started dipping. Um, and that wasn't just relating to him, no, was it? That was the whole team, he, sort he was, of. He wasn't fit last season. So many mitigating circumstances. So many. Um, he he should be better. He should be in a. He should be slightly higher than he is, but he's not. And but it doesn't mean he won't be. Mm. Um, just just. I mean, I don't want to go into too much of the game. It was, it, it, it was what it was. But I mean, Balassi and Williams making the debuts as well. I mean, I thought um, I thought Balassi's ability started to shine through in the second half and he got a bit more space his crossing was absolutely fantastic the less you say about his shooting that's something he needs to work on I, un- I fully understand why he's only scored something like 13 goals in the last four years because it's erratic but his crosses I tell you what if the big man pulled himself off the bench he'd score with his crosses yeah. so I'd like to see a little bit more of that yeah I thought Balassi done well I thought Williams you know led at the back he was vocal what, what we've certainly been missing in terms of um, another player who divides opinion, Lukaku, you know, four chances last night, he didn't hit the target with any of them. Um, and I want to get your guys' opinion in terms of what you think of Lukaku. He's staying mm-hmm. for another year, you know, 50, 60 million pounds. For me, yeah, he's getting a shot away and his first touch was okay last night, but he needs to be in the target. And it, that didn't come through last night. A few key things uh, for myself, cracking first goal, um, McCarthy in the centre of midfield. It was vis- visibly obvious that Cumin lost his rag because McCarthy wasn't doing what Barry was doing in terms of spraying the passes quick enough. He shouldn't have picked them then. And he dragged them <laughs> off. He dragged them off. He shouldn't have picked them. But he dragged them. He dragged them off. If you wanted to do that, he should have picked cleverly. He, he that's, he, that's a big miss. From, he dragged uh, them. Yeah, he dragged McCarthy. them off, didn't he? Um, and the only other thing is when Morales was walking up, um, warming <laughs> up um, during the whole of the second half. As soon as Coney got the put the call back, Morales's arms went in the air and he just went and sat down with the tail between his legs, which you want to see an Everton player yeah, yeah. you know I want to see him getting on the pitch and doing well um, but you know Kone come on and score two two good, yeah. you know, good goals um, and the first goal I thought from a passing move, passing and moving was fantastic yeah I, I think um, pick it up on the Lukaku point to start with uh, Andy I think 
it, it's it's gone a bit too far for this now for me. And I know the, the, the transfer sagas notoriously go on for some time. Look at the John Stones thing on the eve of the season. That was an ideal time. And um, for me, it, it stinks from from his end. I've got to say whether he stays or whether he goes. I think his attitude is, is atrocious. And I, I think he could be a real bad egg if it's allowed to fester. Mm. Now, we put our faith in Koeman, blind faith at this moment as well, Ped, as you identified. You know, you're willing to reserve comment on him until we've properly seen what this man can do mm. um, at our club. You know, forget his record previously. He's still new to Everton. Uh, and I completely get on board with what you're saying with that. Um, the Lukaku issue is one that needs to be nipped in the bud as soon as possible. Now, I've got two trails of thought on this. I think Everton need him in as much as we don't have anybody to replace him with in our in our playing squad. As much as Kone did well, scored a couple of goals, we know he's certainly not the answer. The second thing is, Cumin disciplinary, and as we've identified, I I just wonder is he cutting his nose off to spite his face a little bit because. He knows Lukaku is the only one we've got at this moment in time. That may yeah. well change with mm. what we might do between yeah. now and next week. But I think, does he make that mm. extra allowance? Because what? from the and outside looking into what Lukaku's been like, he was, he was. was. I thought it was an absolute disgrace what he did at West Brom a full time. By the way, not people. A lot of people give me criticism over that because nobody's seen it on the TV. Yeah, when he just but walked he, he walked straight, made a beeline for the for the dugout, mm. and I thought that's the end of him at Everton. Um, no idea why that happened and then five minutes later the manager's coming out and saying he's here for at least another season and that's what stinks yeah. at least another season mm. who do you think yeah. you are saying that you, you're not you, you're nothing yet you've you've had a good season you had a decent season the one before that you, you're not a Guerrero you, you're not you're not top class yeah. in Europe you could be more I'm seeing you I don't think you will just re- rein it in a little bit I know he's got an agent that <laughs> It transcends egos. He doesn't but, want to move. Know, but Paul, that's the thing. Paul I don't Pogba's think... here. He doesn't want to move. Uh, his yeah. best mate. I'd... <laughs> well, as Ped said off, off air before, you know, maybe he's not fit. But last night, you know, there was times in the, he picked up the ball in midfield last night and he knocked the midfielder totally off the yeah. ball, which is tremendous to see. So attitude for me was there last night. It was just that ability to turn it a shot and actually hit the target. Do you think he's a finisher? I don't know. I'm always looking. If someone starts quoting 50 I that, million of me, I think 50. that's all he is a finisher. You, you think? Because I, 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 I question our, I yeah, question our shooting across the board. I, I think he's a. I think for me, is he a game changer? Oh, I'm, listen, I just fifty million quid. Is he a game he's, changer? But he's not because he's not fifty million. His price tag seventy five. Oh, million. seventy five million. And Ronald Koeman's actually said, if someone bids seventy five million and, and the board accepted, then it's out of his hands. So he's got a price tag, and that's that's the top and bottom of it. No one's met it. Um, I'm led to believe that Romelu Lukaku walked into Cumin's office and said, "I'm staying." No, yeah, he wasn't, but I want that taken, Ped. I, I, what, what's what's the the issue with that is, <laughs> I'm you know, <laughs> I'm going to speak about my own sort of good idea. If someone says to me, yeah, "I've got job offers all over America or whatever," Dave. There's people out there that want you, but no one comes up to me with a solid offer and says, "Yeah, here's your salary. Here's a brand new car. Here's a brand new five story house or whatever." If nobody makes that offer, I'm going to be tentative with my current job. But then at the end of it all, if it doesn't, if it's not forthcoming, I'll march into, think, the, yeah. I'll march into my boss's I, office and say, but "I'm staying, Gaffer. I'm what staying." What I would say is, what I would say is, it's it's more to do with the times we live in. In the eighties, Neville Southall had chances to leave and wanted to leave and begged Everton to leave. Graeme Sharp um, had offers to leave and wanted to leave and begged Everton to leave, let him go, and Everton said no. Um, but it didn't get out till. These people revealed of themselves, but we live in a world now where everything's played out. It was just interesting a couple of weeks ago when when um, Everton said we haven't had any bids for them. 
So it was, it, we've had all this drama and all this stuff played out and all this nonsense and everything. Like, well, no one's bid for him. The agent's so, an issue. The agent's a massive Well, he is an issue. And, and he's Balotelli, he's an agent, he's got he, issues. He controls everything and that. that's that's mm. just that's just the way it is. So, But his uh, attitude what? stinks for me. I don't I, I don't. The walking down the tunnel thing, I don't get it. I, you, know, I, you know, I'm probably getting pelters on Twitter now and I hope that Lukaku does, does do it and proves me wrong. I really, really do, I hope. The final thing I'd say on last night's matches and something you picked up at West Brom, Dave, and it's something I'd, I hadn't noticed, Funes Mori, when he went on the drawn forward, <laughs> he was toddling back yeah. as if, like, you know, he had the all, the time, all the time in the world last night. And I know we were only paying Yeovil, but that's another well, one, we'll, Funes part, part three, we'll have a little chat about who we think will survive <laughs> the cull in the next week. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> This is the Blue Room. One hour, everything Everton. Radio City Talk. Welcome back to the Blue Room. It's me, Peter McPartland, Dave Downey, Andy Craven. All the way through to half past seven. We've got plenty of time <laughs> to get stuck into this. To this, We were just talking just before the break about Foons Moray. Um, I think he is one of the players at the moment who really needs to look out for his place in the team. But I think there's a few more who need to look at their positions at the club because I think I can imagine in the next week, I think um, there could be a few comings and goings. I think it could be a really exciting week. Once the Stoke game's out of the way, I mean, Andy, who do you think could possibly be, you know, his head on the chopping block, <laughs> as to say? I agree with you over Foons Moray. I think McCarthy, um, just seeing Cooman's reaction last night, could be on his way as well. I think, um, just my view, is that Delefeu, um, I think Cooman is trying him out as best he can at this moment in time. I think he likes Delefeu. But I do think he's, he's putting him in the shop window. <laughs> Kone last night scored two goals. Is he in the shop window? Um, they're the main ones who I think are you know potentially going to go. Um, and I know we talked about Lukaku and... I'm interested to see if he's still an Everton player on, on the 1st of September next Thursday. You say shopping, though, Andy, that's that's not doing them justice, is it? Because none of them are going to get actually bought out of the list you've just said there. It'll either be low moves or... Coney's in. Do us a, a favour, we'll pay you to Coney's take something. Coney's in, ra- I mean, in rapid shopping. Where's the, the, the assay? The assay's just touring airports around here. He's not bothered, mate. He's on a, he's on a boss oh, ledge. I don't know what's going on. couldn't care less. And it's, again, it's a shocking indictment of the former regime, isn't it? Every time you look at it, every at the squad. I mean, Darren Gibson. I've no idea why he's still there either. And, and that contract was weird as it, well. Like, the, I'll tell you, Ronald Koeman did not give him the contract. No, so, but it, what it what it was what it was was they seen an asset and thought, well, we'll tie him down. Yeah, and, and then we can, can monetize sell, him, and we'll make yeah. money out of him, which they probably will do yeah. in the next week. So, um, what about Morales? I I, I think Morales is is, think Morales is one of the first names on the sheet of the minute for Koeman. I think he likes him. I think he likes him. And and the thing is as well, he was in the last chance saloon for many Evertonians, wasn't he? Mm. And another one whose attitude was questioned. But what I've seen of him in the first two Premier League games is commitment, work ethic. I mean, looking at again in contrast to Lukaku walking down a tunnel. Morales was one of the first over to the fans, and he was delighted. He was screaming his head off. He was fist punch in the air real side of him that I've not seen before I know he's one of them who we used to say was a player that if he did something well he'd he'd, he'd be one of them who milked it he'd mm. absolutely milk it he'd love it he loved the adoration and all that but um, he looked like he, he really cared about this and he, he made positive noise when Balassi signed saying listen I'm, I'm I'm grateful for the competition bring it on that's exactly the sort of thing we want to hear I reckon he's looking at a man who's re- revitalised under Koeman. He's appreciating having having a top manager working with him. Um, and he goes against probably all the other Belgian 
attitudes at the moment, <laughs> doesn't he? And the fact that he's willing to get his head down and work for the club. Not to get in the Belgian team, not with the new manager. Yeah, well, over there. yeah <laughs> well, he's going to have to work doubly as hard. I think, I think one thing with Morales is, I think it's a, it's about channeling his aggression. Mm. If you channel it in the right way, I mean, I think on Saturday, you know, we scored the goal from him running from left to right, charging their defender down, winning the free kick, you know, got a corner next minute we got with 2-1 up that, mm. that come from him running you know 10 yards to just want that ball that's channeled aggression that's given someone a job to he do. enjoys the press it looks like as well Pep. Very, I think you know he's always been a, he's always been a very he's always been a key player while while he's been honest it's just that manners didn't want him it's as simple as that he gave him a five year contract and didn't want him it was mm. ridiculous you know um, but yeah I think man I, for me I think Delafeu's fine I think I think um, he likes him as that as a, as a striker but I think he'll probably end up back on the right wing because He's got so many attributes that other players don't have. The way he can, the way he can just whip that ball into the box. I mean, we've seen that partnership flourish last season with with Lukaku um, against poor sides. But this, but I don't this is the caveat too. But I don't think that matters though because I think there's a lot of poor sides. I think there's more. <laughs> but it's true though. I've had this no. Argument. It is. I've just I just said before, didn't I? More than half the league are poor. I've sides. had this argument before. I've had this argument about him, um, Zlatan. He'll score loads of goals. But he's a flat track bully, but you don't. That's how. That's how you become. Great and win leagues by being a flat track bully. You you can take care of all the other sides, and I think there's a lot more poorer sides than there are good sides in the Premier League. So um, it's just the work rate, isn't it? With Delafeu, he gets so much. Work. I think yeah. he gets so so excited about playing. He he, he 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 dies of death after about thirty minutes. But that's, that's fitness things an issue. That's yeah. a fitness thing that he needs to get sorted. And again, under under Martinez, he was allowed to get away with a lot of things. Uh, his timekeeping, I believe, at the training ground wasn't great, <laughs> but it was it was it was allowed. You know what I mean? Whereas Cummins come in and gone, um, you know what? You've got to be in for half eight. You're having your breakfast, yeah. then you're going for. It, 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 it's a tough region. Listen, when he when he went on loan after he went on loan with us, and he was uh, at Seville, and he was under Emery, he hardly played because he was he was still a kid and he didn't have any kind of structure and there was no discipline. Surely now he's at the point where he's going, you know what, if I want to make a career for myself, I've got to start putting it in. And I, I think he will. I think he will. But watching last night, I think, um, you know, as you mentioned, Darren Gibson is someone I'm sure, maybe a couple of offers. Brian Oviedo worries me to death. <laughs> worries me to death. He, he, does, he does get pelters, yeah. but people do need to remember that he, you know, he broke his leg and he was okay before he broke his leg. And, you know, he just hasn't been the same player, has he? No, and, and I have sympathy with him because it's not for the ones to try. And he's yeah. not one of them, is And he? he was up and down last night, wasn't he? He was trying his hardest. Yeah. And I, I think that injury has really just affected, you know, his overall performance. Yeah. Um, so he might be out the, out the way as well. The Gibson one's baffling. I don't, I don't even think we get much money for him if you put him up for what sale. About, I think he goes on loan and, and that's what the best you can hope for. What about Cleverly? The, you know, the, the armband got yeah. past the Cleverly last night and everyone was <laughs> looking around. When, Bar- yeah, when, when Barkley went off, it was like looking around who's the, who's the, who's the, uh, mm. the bang going to and it, you know, it went to Cleverly um, who was at right back. I don't. I don't think he has. He has a long term future. Cleverly, I think he's a, he's a squad player. He's a decent squad player to have as well. But he's he's another one like like Gibson. You're looking at him and you're thinking he's a little bit soft and you know he's not not no standout attributes. I'm looking. at him thinking, yeah, he's a Premier League player. He's probably a bottom half Premier League player. Where does he fit in? I can't really see it. What I like about Cleverly though is I think he's got a bit of fight in him. I think he's oh, got I, a, do. I, I think, think he's, he's got a little bit he's got a yeah. little bit of devil in him. He, he, got Defiance, from, yeah. he got that from Man United. And I think he's the type of player who'll stick around and fight for his place and Cumin will actually respect that. Mm. Because as I was alluding to before, I think the mis- I don't think it was a mistake because I actually think it was good man man management playing McCarthy last night after what happened on Saturday. But actually Cleverly was the natural replacement mm-hmm. for for the for Gareth Barry in the way Gareth Barry started the season. He's more of a passer, he can get his foot in. 
But McCarthy's more of a well, we know what he is. He's a runner and he's he can get forward. But I think Cleverly was more of a natural replacement yeah. last night. Where's, in his, where's in his it, best position, because I think he suffers from that cleverly. Uh, nobody knows where he, where he plays well. Where's his best position? I, I, it, can't, it I couldn't tell it, you it depends where how, I'd yeah. have him. It depends how you set up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, but how old is he now? 25, 26 maybe. Yeah, cleverly yeah. maybe a little mm. bit older than that. At that stage, if you're still looking at a footballer saying it depends where he's played, we don't know his best position, I think that's a massive problem. I think you need to say to him, look, you play your best or you've got a track record of playing at your best in mm. the centre of the midfield or you're better out on the left or the right or whatever. I look at him and think, well, he sort of fits in there. He does a job there. Mm. And that's all I look at him and think he's doing a job there. I don't look at him and say, if Gareth Barry's injured, he's the man I want there. I don't look at him if it's just a game. No, he's, he's a, a, a squad player, isn't he? But then again, I don't look him on a wing and say, I'd have him there because he's not a natural wire player and he's not that quick. So... I, I, just, I just struggle to see where he fits in. I, I don't I, think he'll play much. What this I would say about that is that last season, it was like you were either a holding midfielder, yeah. or you were an attacking <laughs> midfielder, and there was no in between. No in between. Whereas this season, I he think, could be an in between. I think there is an in between. I, yes. I think Gareth Barry's showing there's an in between at the moment. There's a he's he's got this. It's more he's more of a it's more of a passing role where he can go forwards and backwards. We're not him to, now because we've got Garner, who's honestly he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Tremendous. He, he can just get round the pitch, can't he? And that other midfielder just becomes and kids wait for it. In the eighties, we had these things called midfielders. Mm. They didn't have the, they weren't defined <laughs> as attacking midfielders or defensive midfielders. They were defined as midfielders, and they did everything. So maybe that's what cleverly can can do. Um, we've asked you for some Twitter questions, and and Dave's got his big phone out. I have. Yeah. Uh, Tony Olden's just been in touch. He said, realistically, how many signers do you think we will get over the line by next week, and who do you think they'll be? Tough one now. I, I think we can get I think we can get three. Do you I think this is a bit of a lottery, by the way. The amount of players we're linked with. Do you know we're just sitting there waiting for someone to say yeah? No, I don't <laughs> and it'll all happen on transfer deadline. Some day. of them are some of them have been closer than um people imagine, and others have uh, just been pure agent nonsense, and some of them have just been for their own uh, new contracts <laughs> at their clubs, because clubs have been very clever and done that. I think we I think we can still get three, and I think Centre forward is one we're definitely looking at. There's the right back's Perez, close yeah. at the moment, isn't he? No, nope. that's not happening from what I've been told. I've been told it's a load of nonsense. <laughs> uh, the lad from Southampton. Um, He's got a whopper against the Arsenal, did, no yeah. one's ever seen him. <laughs> <laughs> from what I was told this morning, that that that's not even happening. So mm. um, Hopefully it's to cover something else up. I, I still think we'll get... Martina. Martina. I still think we'll get a goalkeeper. I think Hart's I I think still, I I think think still going to happen. I think Hart could yeah. still... I think we're being very clever with Hart. I think we've drawn a line in the sand because we can. It's mm. up to Hart now to have a look at have a look at what he wants and... and, and Maybe in a couple of days, well, maybe after Saturday's the weekend, he'll come back and have a think about it. Or Man City will have a think about it. Did he want to play at the club who's going to cause, I don't think he's going to cause trouble, but you know, Joe Hart, third, yeah. third mm. choice, I don't think so. And I think and I think we definitely do need a goalkeeper. You know, I think Joe Hart will still happen, but, and, and Stefan Berg's done really, really well. But at the moment, um, you know, once the transfer window closes, um, he's only one, one clanger away, isn't he, from being. Um, and then we're putting Rob Les back in, so I'd certainly think the heart is is definitely going to happen. I think we need to single out Stecklenberg there as well, by the way, because I think we wouldn't have four points if it wasn't for him. I know he's made 
a couple against West Brom were what you call routine saves, but the two against Spurs, I don't think he had any. But if you're, if you're a Spurs fan, I think, you know, the last three yards out, he needs to be scoring. Now, the yeah. second one, the second one, yeah. brilliant save. Yeah. The first one, you're expecting yeah. the, 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 you know, yeah. the, the fella to score. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't have that feeling where, like I did with Nigel Martin, looking at Stecklenberg, yeah. thinking, you've got a keeper who's probably past his prime, just, but yeah. he'll still be top class yeah. for us. I I just like and what about this Kone? I just like the idea of signing England's number one goalie and sort of making that kind of statement. Yeah. Don't care about England, Pat. No, no, but... especially not anymore. Um, so Kone from Sunderland, he's supposed to be staying, well, yeah. going. What you know? I don't know. Is it? Probably more chance to sign a Moise. Moise has laid the law down, but we'll wait and see. Um, Carl Almond Doherty has asked any reason why cleverly got the armband when Ross went off and not Williams or any other player. That is interesting yeah. that because. Well, he was looking round, wasn't he? Yeah. he was, you know, he passed it to. I think he passed it to Gibson, and Gibson was looking who to pass it to. Um, and I don't know where the instruction come from to actually give it to Cleverly, because I was wondering where it was going to go. So that you know, spot on question really in terms of why wouldn't it go to Williams mm. or you know maybe one of the more longer standing players? And Ben Davis asks, do you think Kone still has a role to play after last night's performance? I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? The one in the corner when he came on against Tottenham and he tried to control and it just went out. So you've got that flashing in your mind, Premier League yeah. game, and then you've got two goals against I, Yeovil. I don't I think a, he has. I can imagine that in the position we're in at the moment, we can't really be, we can't really can sell him. over it, can you? We can't can you? really sell him because we can't bring a couple in. And at the same time, it's Co- where would Coney go? Because unless someone comes knocking from China, <laughs> He's only going to go one way, and that's down. So maybe he's happy. Maybe he's, he's. I think he's come out today and said that it's the first time he feels fit since his injury last year. So maybe he's prepared to fight. And listen, if he's prepared to fight for his place, then I've got no problem with him knocking around the cup. He's not one of those players that you just think to yourself, you're useless. You've got no right to be here. He does turn up now and again and do something good. I mean, don't forget last season, he was performance like West Brom away where he come on and changed the yeah, game. Yeah. So if, if the if the manager can define a role and, and the lad knows that he's not going to be starting every week, then I, I don't actually think he's someone who, you know, is taking a wage without doing nothing. Mm. He's not one of them. I do I will pay them respect of, of the fact that I do think he tries and puts the effort in. He's just not good enough. Yeah, but, that, that's the thing. Is I, don't, I don't think he's good enough. Surprised there hasn't. Well, I'm surprised in general. A lot of things haven't been addressed at this point. But that's why this this last week is just going to be chaos. I think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see as many as half a dozen leave, and you're gonna see. I, I think we probably might end up with more than three coming in. Um, it's just whether you can you can get the deals done. It's not for the ones to yeah. try. And I tell you that now. It's not for the ones to try. Yeah. We've we I think in the early part of the window well, we went big. We tried to get a couple of fancy yeah. names in and. Those players, if there's no, I said to myself, if you weren't an Evertonian, why would you be attracted by Everton after last season? But in terms of game time, isn't it? You know, like West Brom coming for Galloway, didn't they? And asked, you know, could we have him on loan? And Kuman is thinking, is yeah, he can go for a season. Why don't we go out and just go to Manchester United and offer a loan for Rashford and just say he's not getting a game under Mourinho? He's probably not going to get a game. Mm. We mightn't be able to afford to buy him for whatever reason, but let's just loan him and get him for it. You know what? That's that's actually a very and just tempt him. And if you come back and say no, the the pertinent thing that come from what he's just said there though is. The money thing now, if it come from all sorts of places. This hundred million pound figure yeah. at the start of the summer. What's our net spend at the moment? It's still negative. That yeah, I'm right, yeah. So, I mean, I'm surprised no one's asked it on Twitter, and 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 I do think it's a bit of the elephant in the room at the minute. Um, and it's funny because I've I've just had a look at um, Baz's Twitter page. You work with on Toffee TV, formerly of this show as well. Um, <laughs> and he he was saying, you know. He's dissed out, Mercedes dissed out, money, dissed out money on getting rid of Martinez, getting Koeman in, his backroom staff. Yeah. 
he's put a lot of money in before we've actually signed a footballer. Um, but I don't know. There's, there's this little thing that I've got thinking. Hang on, is is that is the are the finances there? Paul being an Evertonian, Dave. Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah. Are the finances there? There are, fin- there are finances enough. there. I'm it's sure there's even, finances I, there. I, I, the thought hasn't even creeped into my head. Yeah. I think really? the finances there. It's, I, it's just I, a long. T- it's a long term plan, isn't it? He's putting the foundations in place. There was a really good article on Grand Old Team um, about two weeks ago, and it was actually in relation to um, FFP as it exists in the Premier League. And what it actually said was that I think it was something like, and I, you know, if you can get, I'm sure you can find the article. What it actually said was until we sold John Stones. We we were we were a little bit stuck with our wages because there is a wage there is believe it or not there is a wage cap in the Premier League as you, you can only spend what in relation to what you make and at the moment we don't make that much and all these big clubs are obviously making money hand over fist mm. and we had to get an injection of money in and the John Stones thing was the injection of money now some cynical people out there will say. No, you're just spending the John Stones money. But according to this article, it was a very good article, was basically saying, no, that was the injection of money we needed to get the ball rolling. So if that's true, I don't see any reason why we need to sort of stop now. So mm. um, again, there'll be, I think there'll be ins and outs over the next week. We'll get with a bit of dead wood, hopefully. Players will, will start thinking to themselves... Um, I'm just not going to play football full stop if I don't... Because he's made that clear already, hasn't he? You know, not giving people squad numbers and stuff like that. So, um, we'll go from there. But we'll move on. Stoke on Saturday. Um, for me, without going too in-depth into the game... Because I think it's far too early in the season. You can't really go, well, he's done this and he's done that. They've drew a game, they've lost a game. They won last night, night in the League Cup. But for me, it's a big game in, in terms of if we can win it and go into the international weekend. And, and the end of the transfer. You know, and the end yeah. of the transfer. It just makes everything a little bit rosier in the garden. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, in terms of where we were last year, you know, the Stoke game, well, we got beat 4-3. It was a last-minute penalty. Um, if we can go into this game and come out of it with a positive result, i.e. a win, and then go into the international break, solid team moving forward, I think, you know, everyone will be happy. Yeah, I, th- I think it's... Um, I'm glad we're getting them at this stage of the season because, it, I mean, they've, they've been out on the last couple of years. Of course, they won last night, didn't they? And... Yeah, um, and and I tell you what, Crouch scored an absolute whopper. <laughs> he, he still got it, by the way. Uh, yeah, I think it's a different Stoke than what you traditionally used to see. And even though I still think they've got that battering ram effect if they want it, yeah. I think they'll they'll come to good as I can see Kuman planning for both eventualities as well. I think we have the personnel to do that as well with Williams yeah. there. Runes will want more. He still worries the hell out of me. I was going to say. Something I don't else think there. he'll start. I, no, I don't think he'll start. I, Unless but, he plays three at the back, which. But I think I think you've got to play four against Stoke. I think you've got to have a traditional back four. Um, be interesting to see how Holgate continues. I know we haven't mentioned him, but he's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's brilliant. Uh, I think he's class. I think Seamus Coleman's got a real job on his hands yeah. if Cumin sees him as an out and out right back. Yeah. Um. In in the future, I think Coleman, you know, will be looking over his shoulder about his place. Um, and, and I like that at Cumin as well I know we touched on it a little bit with the West Brom game but we went from a 5 to a 4 back to a 5 to yeah. see how the game um, nothing wrong with that as long as the players are aware of the positional senses and, and tactically they know what they're doing um, I, I think that sort of approach will work against a yeah. side like Stoke yeah. who can mix it up in attack get the physical lads on you then crowd the box yeah. yourselves I think we're set up nicely I expect us to win on Saturday so do you think he'll finish with the same start with the same team they're finishing against West Brom taking his Tottenham mentality into the West yeah, Brom game yeah th- I think Belassi's a shoe in now I think I think Williams will come in Funes Mori back four I think we uh, will pick itself in, in terms of Hallgate at right back Jags uh, Williams Spains yeah. 
Garner and Barry in the middle, who we obviously rested with last night yeah. with mm-hmm. um, with Saturday in mind, and then that you're looking at almost well, I shouldn't say four four two. If he it depend, it'd be interesting to see what he does with Dale Feu for me. If he puts Dale Feu just behind Lukaku, I don't and, think I start Dale Feu. Do you no, not think no, so? I, I don't think he. I think. Do you think we'll go? For, do you think we'll play four four two in in, in well, a I think sense? We'll, we'll play four. Or four three, one one in a way, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think I've got a feeling he'll play Morales and he'll play uh, he'll play um, Balassi because the physicality of of we seen last week Delafay always suffered with the physicality and I think mm. he'll suffer in this one. Um, let's just move on, Andy. Everton supporters trust. You've got okay. your AGM coming up soon. Yeah, we've got the AGM, which is on Saturday the third of September. It is the international break. It's at two o'clock at the Casa Hotel, um, up on um, Hope Street. Um, and we're looking for everyone to come along. Just remind people what the Everton Supporters Trust do again. So the Everton Supporters Trust are like, uh, for any Evertonian out there, just representing the Everton community to for fans to get involved with and really just interact with the club, so work with the community, work on things such as ticket prices. We've been instrumental um, in partnering with our cousins across the park, the Spiritus Shankly over the food bank, um, fan support and food bank. Um, we've successfully um, had, you know, f- hosted Football Focus last year before the, Ch- the Chelsea game in the FA Cup. And in terms of what we're looking at moving forward, um, we have got an announcement to make, or looking to make an announcement around the, um, the old Littlewoods clock. Um, that we're looking to get oh, repat- repatriated back into Goodison. So we're, we're, we're actively um, recruiting members and we'd ask every Evertonian to come down to the Casa next next Saturday um, to join up and hear more. Or um, we're always in St Luke's before every game. Mm. Um, we'll be there on Saturday before Stoke. So we'll be there from half 12. And also they're having an Allen Ball tribute day. Um, so please get in there and you know you know support the the Everton Heritage Society. You get a free badge as well, don't you? you? Get a free badge, yeah. and there's all sorts going on in there. So it really does enhance the match day experience, as it's known. And plus, you can talk to all of us from I, the trust. I don't need no stinking badge. <laughs> <laughs> I love, no, I love going in the church before the, anyone who hasn't been into St Luke's before the game. Yeah. I know Everton have got their own little hub, and you've got the fan the fan zone and all that. But you know, if you didn't say anywhere, the Gladys and then say you know going going. I sound really old now. Go for a cup of tea in the chair. Yeah. Like, that's what, yeah. That's what I do. And then I always go upstairs and I always go and see the lads because you've got some good mates up there now. And whether it be um, the Valletto Society, Everton Chile, yeah. or whether it be you know the Everton Supporters Trust, or when skies, when skies are grey, or Toffee Art, or or or, or the you know, tribute. The tri- just, there's yeah. all tribute. You know, there's always something going on. There's always ex players up there. Yeah. There's all, you know, he likes a Derek Temple. Mm. You see Pat van der now. Ne- Nev Southall's up there now and again. There's all these little little things. There's all these his- all history stuff set out as well. If you there's a guy who sells every program ever you've ever wanted it's all it's, all, it's all like this little hidden gem it's yeah, like it's community fanta- on its, it's own, fantastic it? it's this little yes yeah, this little little community of, of uh, just different little Everton things and it's brilliant it's well worth just popping in before the match and, and the lads are always there and they put so much effort into it as well and, and it's the, you know don't forget everyone thinks oh you go to the match go for a pint these lads are in there every game um, giving their own time to these different little bits and bobs and it, it's well worth even if you just go up there once and just go in and see the lads and just learn a few things um, it's it's well worth yeah, your time just, just on a personal note about the, the trust as well I mean a lot of people I, I don't include myself in this but you feel alienated by organisations or maybe even intimidated about sort of getting yourself out there and meeting new people in, in that regard and um, Angie introduced me to them and the, the, the shareholders um, meeting a few months ago yeah. didn't you and you couldn't meet genuinely couldn't meet an, a, a better set of lads and so welcome and very humble people and not they're not in your face and trying to 
press certain views on you about the club. They're there for the we good want of, different views. Yeah. That's, well, that's what exactly. it's all about. It's meant Everyone... to be diverse, isn't it? Yeah. And, and the thing is, as well, it's it's not just the football side of things. You won't get people banging on about. Yeah. I hate Bill Kenwright too. I love Robert Elston. You won't, you won't get. Well, you might get that if you say it long <laughs> enough, and you let someone there with a, have a, have a, a pint with you. But um, it, it's it's as diverse as you want it to be. Your involvement as much as you want it to yeah. be as well, Andy. Isn't and it'll top? be like relaxed at the AGM. Mm, so just yeah. a reminder: AGM Saturday, the third of September, two p.m. The Casa, yeah. Hope Street. Thank got, you. We got before we go, Pet. Go just got to mention Mickey, um, who's going to be on the show in the next few weeks, actually, because he told me he can do Wednesday nights. Oh yeah, he messaged me. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to message him back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he messaged me on Facebook. He caught it. Uh, fans, old Mickey comes on on a Friday on um, on Steve's show with Jay the Red. He's just said um, completely back onto the footy chat. He said, "All right, boys, can you see a future for Daniel Lennon at the club?" I personally think a couple of people are in front of him. Hashtag Ofsky. <laughs> <laughs> He's another, but but he was all right last night. One thing I would say is it's all right. Or or sitting here going, well, he's in danger. He's, you need a squad, and when you get when you when you get to like you know January and you've only you know you've you you're starting to look at your squad and go, oh, I'm gone. You you need you do need twenty five good players in your squad. So it's all right to sit here and go, well, he might be off. You need the likes of Anna Lennon. You need you need your cleverlies. Yeah. I think okay, they might be starters, but I think you need those kind of players. So we'll have to wait and see it. As long as he gets rid of the Niasses and the and the, you know McGeeys and people like, people like that. Where is then. he, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. He's on the he's Flanagan's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't want to cast any inspirations. Right, that's all the time we've got tonight. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.